What is up, everybody, and uh, welcome to the pilot episode of The Dungeon Queue. We are your hosts, Garrick and Jake, and we are going to be talking about lots of video game stuff. This is going to be a gamer podcast. Uh, We are going to discuss everything from brand new video game releases. Uh, We're going to give our personal introspect or, I guess, review some video games, talk about upcoming releases. And uh, just good old-fashioned gamer culture. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right on into it. Uh, Jake, say hi to the lovelies. What's going on? Uh, Before we jump into this, uh, how are you doing today? Uh, Pretty good, man. Uh, Just getting, you know, we spent some time getting the podcast set up. I've been playing a little bit of... uh, Need for Speed Payback. I know that's a little bit of an older game, but uh, I, I had a I had a racing itch that I needed to scratch, and Need for Speed's kind of the staple yeah. in the racing world. So, yep, it's it looked pretty good for uh, what is it? Three years old now. Yeah, 2017, I believe, was the release date on that guy. It looks clean, dude. The gla- the the graphics are surprisingly modern. Um, the one thing that I actually really like about it is, you know how, like, in a lot of older race games, like, everything has gloss paint? Like, all yeah. the cars are super, super shiny. Um, this definitely doesn't have that. Like, it's definitely the cars that, like, there's a lot of different paint jobs and stuff. And uh, I think I told you about this, uh, you know, outside of the cast, but uh like there's different kinds of cars and like there's kind of like a community setup where people can like design uh they call them wraps for your vehicle and it's basically like custom paint jobs and things and uh there was um somebody who made a bunch of wraps that resembled the the like the the popular vehicles from the fast and furious franchise so now my goal is to like buy all of those cars and then put all those wraps on so i can drive around the fast and furious cars there you go just bump uh tokyo drift exactly dude (laughs) so yeah that's kind of what i've been playing uh i just like i'll probably be playing that for a good a good little bit uh you should definitely pick it up though man if you i mean into those sorts of things like into that genre i guess it's very rare that I get that itch to play a game like that. Like the last game in that kind of same feel was like steep when it was free. On oh, yeah. yeah, that was a free game. Like we, played, we played that for like, what, four or five days. And then we just dropped it because I think we all had work related stuff pop off. And then we just stopped and then we started naturally gravitating back towards like Monster Hunter. And shit like that. Was, that. was that around the time? Yeah, Steep. I don't a, remember. Steep is a super fun game. I, I enjoyed it for fun. sure. But um, I feel like that's like one of those games that like, unless you really just like sports games, like that's just like, it's a niche. It's kind of a niche deal. Like it's like I said, it's like you, it's like an itch you got to scratch. You're like, I just want to go snowboarding down mountains for a couple of hours. And so you like, you download it and you play yeah. it until like the scratch has been itched. And then you just put it back in the library for another day. 
Yeah, it, it games like that for me anyway, and most likely for you too, since I know your genre likes and dislikes. Uh, probably be a good like uh, stream game, like a chill Saturday game, like when you're you're not on your main game, you're not a uh, you know say like me, your your raids are done for the week, and you're like oh, I'm just gonna chill out, you know. It, it seems like one of those games, but. I will definitely pick up a racing game if I can get my freaking Midnight Club LA Remix <laughs> on Steam or uh, PlayStation. <laughs> uh, dude, that game's old. I fucking, that game's I super it, fucking old. It would, I mean, yeah, I love Need for Speed back back in the day, but it, like that game was like, it blew me away. <laughs> It definitely, it, it was, def- I think, was that around the same time that uh, Need for Speed Underground came out? Was that, Were they like a parallel in release? Uh, I do not recall. Uh, I don't remember. I, think what, I know, I I think, know Need for I Speed know. Underground was like my first big release as far as Need for Speed goes. Need for Speed Underground. The first one? Yeah, the first one. I actually didn't like the second one because that was like the first time they made like an open world racing game. And I'm like, this formula yeah. is different. I don't like it. Uh, Underground was 2003. Okay, I that makes sense. Up. I couldn't remember. Uh, it was 2003. Midnight Club was 2005. So I think it was eh, like that's there. That's close enough. That's close enough. It was like riding the train of uh, its popularity. Right. But no, that would be a nice surprise uh, port that I would insta buy. <laughs> and if you know anything about me and the games I normally play, you'd be like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's why. Th- yeah, I guess for me, like you said, it's just like it was just an itch I needed to scratch. But I mean, 20 bucks on PlayStation because it's on it's in the PlayStation hits catalog. Like that's that's pretty good for. Um, a need for speed title because that franchise is ridiculously popular um, and it's yeah. not it's not super money grubby like um, a lot of other EA titles yeah uh, so you've been playing that um, I actually have been uh, playing my computer playing my PC like a little bit of everything since I got a new graphics card just testing out and, like your new rig. Yeah, just testing everything out. And I forgot when I had uh, installed the new card, I was like, oh, shit, let me read the box and find out what kind of power supply I need. <laughs> and luckily, I had a power supply that was more than capable of uh, supplying power. <laughs> so... So you just, didn't have to upgrade your power supply, like the one you had. No, was good I did enough? not. The one I had, I had, I got that one. I dropped the extra money to get a decent one that would last me, you know, a couple of years. And a couple of years later, you know, it's still good. Still good. So I just went back on a uh, Steam, downloaded a lot of a uh, intensive games that I could not play. I mean, Crisis. I can still run them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, we'll get back to that. But uh, 
Oh yeah, you're talking about the thing <laughs> that uh, uh, Saving the Beast has been hyping up a lot recently about on his Twitter page. Well, yeah, no, he's been posting memes about it and stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's how I found out about it. I like think they me said too, actually. They're remastering. Yeah, they're remastering Crisis, but then they also said it was going to be on the fucking Switch (laughs) or something. (laughs) Okay, we we saw how we saw how Witcher three on the Switch like went. I can't imagine Crisis. I never even I never even got to play that game when it was like relevant and current. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of uh, me and my my newfound uh, system, quote unquote, is uh, I'm going back to uh, a lot of other games I had my eye on Steam. Like I I can read the recommended requirements and I would pass on a lot of things because I have a store bought piece of junk that I've put some money into myself to make it somewhat bearable. But now I can actually play a lot of games on Ultra, which I've never been able to do before. So clearly graphics are not my uh, gaming priority. But yeah, so I I don't know. I've been playing a little bit of everything. So uh, since we mentioned the Crisis Remaster real fast... Did I know they didn't give any sort of release date, but they did announce that it was going to be on the current generation of consoles, not Xbox X series or the PlayStation five. So um, it sounds like it should. Do you think it'll probably be released before the summertime or around the summertime? Um, well, you have to think of you have to think about it this way, too. They like any gen- new generation, there's going to be no games, right? So even if they say it's going to be on the current gen consoles, they could still release it like the first couple months right. after. Right, yeah, I guess I would make an announcement for a remaster on a console that's not even available to the general public yet. I mean, you still can technically, but... At the same time, it's like it seems one of those types of games like remasters should be. Uh, I mean, here here's a better. Uh, uh, no, I can't think of a good way to say it, but remasters, I don't think should really be a launch title. You know what I mean? Unless it's like that console's defining series. You know what I mean? Like Halo for Xbox or something like that. Yeah. So if they. Yeah, it, it's really one of those games where it's like, yeah, they could still release it well into the PS5's launch or, you know, the X, new Xbox. And it'd be like uh, this game, it's a remaster. It, it's really just to tide you over until, you know, what is it called? Godfall comes out. Oh, dude. Or... What, what are they calling that game? Uh, it's not a looter shooter. They're not calling it a looter shooter. Oh shit! You're... They like they defined it as like they gave it its own little title. Uh, what is it? Uh, looter slasher. Looter slasher. That's right. Slash looter. Some something. Some melee 
combat pun. I'm pretty sure it's a looter <laughs> slasher. Um, that's actually a game I'm really excited for. Uh, yeah, that is, was a good. That was a good reveal. I've definitely, I'm definitely living that. I have adult money now. Life, so <laughs> like, uh, I now. would, I really want to be able to get a PlayStation Five, um, as soon as like they're available. I don't want to have to to wait like years after its release. Like I basically had to do for all my other consoles that I had. Yeah, I may as well, but. It's a good thing you said that because one of the things I wanted to talk about, uh, excuse me, um, apparently because of current events, they are limiting how many console, how many PlayStation 5s they make, you know, and distribute. So, and because of that, because it'll be in high demand, apparently the cost for them, the launch price for that first wave, I guess you'd want to call it, is going to be higher than what it's actually going to be or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think I remember reading something so that was very similar to that. Something it was going to be I like 550 bucks was like the benchmark I think they, they said it was going to be or something like that, right? I can't remember. I want to say 550 would be the the initial price and then the actual price would be like 450 or four i or i i can't right. remember and but I, I bet you the it, reason that is um is just because of like you said because of current events that are things that are going on right now uh, a lot of people are out of work which means i bet you the like the the cost of making the console is now more expensive because yeah. of the economic climate that around the could world. definitely make yeah so regardless because for a while it was just them waiting on microsoft to reveal uh xbox five whatever you want to fucking call it I'm, not, I think it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called series the xbox x. series x or x series no they're they're just calling it xbox i'm pretty sure the way they said it it's like you call an iPod an iPod, but there's so many different kinds, but it's uh, in that series. So they're just calling it Xbox. It, they should have just went with Sony's idea. One, two, three, four, five. Anyway. Oh, man, dude, I just want to. <laughs> uh, so speaking of the next the next gen console, since we're kind of talking about that, what do you what is your what are your personal opinions on the design of the new Xbox console? Um, honestly, I'm going to spit facts. No one cares if it looks, no one should care if it looks ugly as sin because they're only going to look at it once to turn it on and once to turn it off. They're not going to be staring at the console. They're going to be staring at their TVs. I don't care what it looks like. It could look like a giant Yoshi egg for all I give a shit. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Uh, so I, love all the memes, I love all the memes about it though. Obviously like, it like performance clearly trumps aesthetics. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, do you like re- whether or not the design is relevant to how it performs? Do you like the design of the new Xbox? Um, like you personally, just like subjectively, do you like the design? Yes, because it does look like some sort of 
It 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 looks like a '80s computer server. You know what I mean? So yeah, it sure. doesn't look I, bad, but for a console, it it's like out of left field. It's like, but I honestly, I may not get it. Only for the fact, not because of the whole like uh, Xbox don't have games meme. Uh, it's the shape. It's pretty tall, so it won't fit in my little uh, TV stand. You know, so I don't want to have to get a new stand or take out a shelf that I don't think I actually can with my uh, TV stand anyway. Right, but, yeah, that's a that's a very practical reason for not wanting to make a purchase like that. And I don't want to have, yeah, and I don't want to have to find so, an end table with or that anything. In, with that in mind, though, um, I know they displayed it as like an upright tower sort of design, but... You know, if you have like certain things for like the PlayStation or even when like the Xbox One or the Xbox 360 were like current, there were things you could do or like you can get like little stands or whatever to turn it upright. So I wonder if because it's so. It's not even cube shaped. I actually don't even know what the the shape would be uh, of a three dimensional rectangle. I don't know what the proper name for that is, but I digress. Uh, But I wonder if the way like the the disc insert and like um, USB ports, et cetera, et cetera. And all that's the power block and all of that stuff is placed. If you'll be able to turn it on its side, like long ways, Do you, th- you know what I mean? Does that make sense? I now, Yeah. Now that you're saying that I'm pretty sure you're, you can have it either way. They did say, but I think the, the upright tall version is uh, the intended way, because I think that like the uh, fans or, whatever you want to call it, it's at the top, you know, so that I don't want to ruin airflow. You know what I mean? So I don't want to put it on its side. So I don't know, but all in all, as far as design's concerned, doesn't look entirely bad memes aside and compared to that leaked image of the PS five dev kit, even though that was, even okay, if that if was that, the early death <laughs> kit, I, I wouldn't be. That death kit looked like dookie, dude. It was not. It was not good looking. It was a very, very ugly console design. I liked it. You I liked it? Like it? Oh man, I hate better, it. I hate better it. Better compared to the new Xbox. I'll be completely honest. You're talking but, about. You're talking about the dev kit setup where, like, it had like a little V shaped out of the top of the console, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh <laughs> man, you like that design? That was not for me. To guess to each their own. No, but I, I didn't no, like okay. I, didn't I didn't like didn't, that design at all. If that's the final product, I don't like it. But that's not what the final product is. I'm just saying compared to the new Xbox, I liked it more. They're both ass. Let's let's be honest. But that's not gonna be the final PS5. Like, look up the fucking it was either the PS3 or the PS4 dev kit. It literally looked like a VCR with like 26 buttons on the front plate. <laughs> like no fucking joke. Dude. I don't. I don't know that I've actually ever seen that, so I'm. I'll, I might have to look that up. But um, so moving on from the console designs, so, um, we actually haven't get we haven't gotten to see the final product um, design for the PlayStation Five console, but they did just recently release. Um, a confirmed uh, design for the new PlayStation 5 
controller, um, which it is not called the Dual Shock. I believe they're calling it the Dual Sense controller, as it's going to have some sort of implemented touch features and stuff. I don't know what that's going to look like because they really only displayed the design, not the features. Um, what do you think of the design of the new controller? I like it. A lot of people are saying it's ass. I I get what people mean when they say they don't like it. Because I think the only thing I don't like about it is the white over black little color scheme they have going on. Because when you think PlayStation, they've always had the black and the, you know, the other colors in the PlayStation symbol. But is primarily black you would think it should just be the black or like a dark charcoal or whatever so i guess that's what's throwing everyone off but i do like how the buttons are shaped dude i actually for me for me personally i love the controller i think ergonomically speaking i like the shape and design of the controller i think it looks super modern and i actually really like the white coloring but if i would have been able to at the time i probably would have bought like the white playstation um like the pro or whatever i don't know if the pro was in white but i would have bought that if that was available um yes it is actually i have the uh the white pro the it was a gamestop exclusive so I'm fine with the white because that's what I've been using. That's my good controller, dude. Um, you know what I'm thinking they should do? If they have a lot of people that are upset over the color, you know, the white on black, they should just launch with different colors. <laughs> just right you know, out like, of the gate, give like color options. White, uh, they yeah, did, white. They did some really black. cool stuff like there are some cool PlayStation controller colors. Like I personally yeah. own, I own like the berry blue one. I own like the, the all red controller. And I old, and I also own the, the rose gold. Dude, I love, I love the controller colors. They, they decided yeah. to go with like, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, does it change the way the controller like operates? No, but I mean, with all the new- are everything. Yeah. So here, here's another thing people didn't, haven't been really talking about in regards to the controller design. Haven't you noticed it's a little bit thicker? You know, it looks like it can actually fit an adult's hands because... It looks like the controller is like not... I don't necessarily like... You mean wider? When you say thicker, do you mean like wider than the previous controllers? Wider. So it fits right. Like... Controller design, Xbox has always had the better controllers. Yeah, I was hefty with, you know, the battery packs Dude, in the back. I, their controllers are but still super can, hefty. I'm not, a, I'm not a personally yeah. a very big fan of the Xbox controller, but I've but also like had a PlayStation play, for so long, so. Yeah, you have a... I have small hands, and you can make jokes, um, but... And I'm just over here like, big, (laughs) meaty, (laughs) close. No, so, like, I have smallish hands. I have average size hands. And my hands could, like, I could grip the entire thing, the entire PlayStation controller in my hand. Meanwhile, like, it it feels like it's small. You know, you, you play 
your PlayStation for so long, you don't think about things like that. It is but, definitely not a very large controller design. I think, like, yeah, ergonomically, so, though, so like, could, the way that the controller fits in your hand, I think from that perspective, I feel like the PlayStation is superior to the Xbox, but that's just... I'm ridiculously biased towards the PlayStation. Or... So, yeah, like, the way the controller actually feels and sits in your hand, I feel like PlayStation superior. But like I said, I'm insanely biased. Okay. But I mean... But you know where I'm coming from, though. Like, you ever... Haven't you ever, uh... Like, slipped a key because, you know, your thumb was, like, too close... Like, the buttons were too close or something compared to, like, the Xbox are a little bit wider apart? You know, so you... Yeah, I've definitely done that, especially in games where, like, uh... Like, combo, like you have to do like combo like combo things and stuff and you accidentally like because uh with the the radial button style that the playstation operates with there the buttons are much closer together than like the a b x y pattern that the xbox uses yeah i don't know i i think all in all People just like to bitch about everything because the DualShock design had to go eventually. I like the DualSense. I think the buttons look cool. The what, it, what was it called? Haptic feedback might be the new wave. I don't know. It might. We just got to wait and see, man. It could probably do some cool shit. Definitely. And like it, it definitely is a little harsh to, to judge something's performance purely off of the way it looks that but that's going to happen because you know we get to look at it before we get to play it so yeah and you know there is people eat with people eat with their eyes man like that's that's just the way the world works like if something looks like a pile of dog shit like they're less likely inclined to use it they're like it could be it could be the fastest most advanced console like best performing best specs like meeting like supercomputer levels of performance but if it looks like, you know, somebody just shit computer parts onto a like a desk, like nobody's going to touch it. Yeah. So Godfall, let's talk about that because I've been wanting to talk about it. <laughs> Happily. Um what what about it do you want to discuss? I mean, should we just start like so um I guess right out of the gate, Godfall is a new title that's... It was the first PlayStation 5 title that was announced, and they announced it at the Game Awards 2019 at the end of the year. Um, I do not currently remember the developer for it. Was it THQ Nordic? No, it's uh, Counterplay Games. um, Being published by uh, Gearbox. Ah, Gearbox. Okay. So, um, does Counterplay Games have any previous titles we might be familiar with? Um, I want to say there was something, but it might be... No, they might be fresh out the gate. Um, oh, well, they definitely, no, I take they... that back. I take that back. There was a game four years ago. Uh, it was uh, called Duelist. 
It was like a. I definitely remember the title. It was like a, I don't. I did not personally play it. It was pretty much like a tactical uh, RPG, but it was like uh, card mechanics. Like you know, you draw your your hand, and then you can place like allies down move them around like it's, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics, and then the skills that they use are the cards from your hand or something like that. And unfortunately, uh, the game shut down, I think, fairly recently, actually. But no, that was Counterplay Games. And the fact that they went from that to Godfall tells me that they've got some pretty talented people, and Gearbox is publishing it, and we know they have the money. Well, yeah, dude, that that actually that's actually a really big show of faith in terms of like they they it could they, also be they, they, like box thinks this. You know I mean, yeah, it could be, but, but I mean, yeah, like yeah. A, a, you know, you can know everybody on the planet, but a crappy idea is a crappy idea. So the fact that Gearbox was just like, this looks really awesome. We're gonna roll with this on uh with you guys uh, is. I think that's a really good stepping stone because Gearbox is a really large publisher. Um, yeah, and with hey. that in mind, I think I think we're I think we're going to be looking at a great, a, definitely a great title for like launch day. Um, I hope to see in the future since that was the first game announced. It would be really cool if they did some sort of like bundle with the PlayStation Five where you got Godfall upon yeah. release. Like that, with the that's console. another thing. If they have a bundle and it's like, I think I might go over overboard and get like the bundle deluxe edition console package. It's going to be like 800 fucking dollars, but <laughs> you know, it might be worth it, especially if they do like, you know, whatever the PS five ends up looking like if they have like a Godfall skin on it, like, you know, how some, some big games they have their own design their own models right yeah yeah i may have to do it so um like i mentioned godfall was announced at the game of the year awards uh at the end of 2019 and they are dubbing it a looter slasher so it's definitely going to be if anybody's ever played uh looter shooter titles um some of the most popular ones uh, these days are the Borderlands franchise and uh, the Destiny franchise. Those are all looter shooters and other games of those genres. Those are the two that come to mind right off the top of my head. Um, they definitely probably lead the industry um, as far as that you know, stuff goes. And then, you know, you can also include other action RPGs because this uh, Godfall is an action RPG game. Um, it's, I believe it's going to be like a third person, like hack and slash sort of deal. Um, it's not going to be top down, like, you know, like the Diablo franchise, like path of exile yeah. sort of thing, but it's definitely going to have those similar mechanics. Um, the art, the, uh, the art direction they chose to go with, I, it, I think is super Assuming interesting. That was in game. I don't remember in the trailer if they said that was in-game footage but either way it looks pretty cool and my favorite part was uh the description that they're going with not them personally but everyone's saying it like based on what we know what people are comparing it to i wouldn't say 
they wouldn't say it's like a hack and slash, like, you know, I don't know. When I hear hack and slash, I think of like Hyrule Warriors. Um, oh, games that's like that. true. I guess, yeah, you know, I, when, it, I, when I think hack and slash, I kind of think God of War, but I guess God of War is a little bit more action RPG. So it'll probably yeah. be more in line with playstyle with like the latest God of War game. Well, here, here, like here's the thing. The, the, so, the gameplay trailer that they displayed, um, it looked very much kind of like that to me anyways. Yeah. Um, the way that they're saying, like, you know, with the dual sense, the haptic feedback, how they're, like, portraying it, you know, the feel and the sounds of everything, it's actually comparable, they're saying, to, like, Monster Hunter in terms of weapon variety combos, um, except like heftier, especially with, you know, the haptic feedback and the controller, it, you're going to feel it, you know, which is something that would be amazing for monster hunter. Cause imagine a fully charged great sword slam with haptic feedback. You could feel it. God, that would be so chunky, but that's why I'm hyped about it because you know, me and my monster hunter, bro. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, real quick, just would you mind explaining uh, to the listeners what haptic feedback is? Uh, I am not very techie, but from well, can, my can understanding- you give us like the like the TLDR, put it in your own words thing? Because I actually, I think I had to have an idea of what you're talking about, uh, or like as far as like what it is, but um, I haven't read up a ton on what on that feature. So I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, it's the use of touch where, okay. So let me just read a little snippet, uh, that I found haptic feedback or just shortened to haptics is the use of touch to communicate with users. Most people are familiar with the vibration on a mobile phone or the rumble in a game controller, but haptic feedback is much more than that. Um, it changes these changes your. Uh, oh, I'm skipping ahead. Uh, human beings have five senses, but electronic devices communicate predominantly with just sight and hearing. Haptic feedback essentially just brings the sense of touch into the game and it's kind of like uh like depending on what you're doing what you feel what your character would feel you're gonna get that sense in your hands the controller like if you hit something with a big old metal sword you might feel a vibration of like what that might feel like right versus like you're you know swimming through water and you might feel like that kind of that resist water resistance when you're swimming, you might feel a vibration similar to that. So if implemented well, that could be the new thing. So you could like, let me use that example uh, again, like monster hunter world or monster hunter in general with your great sword, you can fully charge it do a big old overhead swing and you can do as many sounds and visual effects to make it sound meaty, but haptic feedback will make it so it feels meaty. You know what I mean? 
And like when you say media, I'm assuming you mean like it'll feel like th- like like the item in the game actually has weight in the real world, like receptively. Yeah, pretty okay. much. That's actually a really cool feature. I think that'll be so. Like we have things with haptic feedback now. It's well. just like not it's to just the extent like a, that they're hoping to do yeah. with this new controller. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I think that can, I think that can bring in a lot of neat features in games in the futures. Uh, but anyways, I just kind of wanted a definition on that because I wanted to hear what it, what it really was. Uh, back to Godfall. Um, so like we were saying, uh, I've got like a little a little tidbit here on kind of what there was like an interview with the creative director. His name is uh, Keith Lee. And they were um, talking about um, like what the Godfall's, what Godfall story is and like world building, you know, like typical RPG sort of stuff when you're talking about that thing, cause it's really important. And um, they said a lot of inspiration for the game was uh, based off of a uh, novel series, like the stormlight archive and Isaac, uh, Isamoff's Foundation franchise. I personally haven't read those, but if you have and you're a listener, um, maybe you might be familiar with those and that's something you could be excited about. Um, another thing they were talking about uh, is that like the the world is set up into different realms based on the uh, the primary like elements. So they've got like earth, water, air, fire, and spirit. Um, so there'll be like different locations and different realms uh, play based uh, thematically around those uh, elements and that basically you play as from your perspective an order of like exalted knights like you're like the last of like a, a knight order of or something of that uh, nature and you're more or less trying to stop the end of the world hmm. so that's like that's kind of what they 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 mentioned like that's what the world's kind of going to be themed around. And that's what like the overarching story is going to be. Um, it's going to have, it's going to put a lot of emphasis on the co-op experience, just like most other looter shooter games do. Um, it's definitely going to have like a lot of, if you've seen uh, any of the gameplay trailers or like the initial release trailer that they showed at uh, game awards, it's just like, the armor looks really heavy and like your characters, like they look like they're not like you're not human sized. If that makes sense. Like you look like you're like very like Herculean hero esque in like stature and like capabilities. And like you carry on these big, huge ass weapons. Um, like think like cloud strife, like level shit. And you know, like you're carrying around and you're like whacking on demons and, you know, like undead and et cetera, et cetera. And like, that's kind of what the game's world is. And it's also, you know, with the, there being different elements, it's got a sound foundation with magical abilities and stuff. And I don't know if there's going to be a class system. Like you'll be able to play as like a specific kind of night and off special abilities, but they definitely are leaving it open to a huge amount of like, like this can be a really, really grand experience uh, as far as like titles go for the first playstation 5 game like i i sincerely hope this is like the launch title because we all know we don't want a repeat of knack like (laughs) so like i i hope that the game is ready in time for the launch of the playstation 5 so that we've got a really really grand experience to kind of set the tone for the next generation console as soon as it comes out so i'm really excited for godval i think it's going to be a great game i love arpgs my favorite game of all time uh 
is God of War on PlayStation 4. Like that, I loved that game so much. Like the story impacted me a lot, and I feel like Godfall has that potential to be like that epic. I'm gonna break your heart and everyone listening. I have yet to beat God of War. <laughs> I I I stopped playing. No, I know I need to play it. You do need to play it. I okay, should reinstall so it. So you, you should definitely reinstall it or play it. Or um, uh, So just real quick, I have my own Twitch channel, and I, I took a break for a while, but I'm actually getting ready to come back, and um, I'm going to be playing in its entirety um, God of War on PlayStation 4. I'm going to play through it again um, for like on my channel because I really, really, really love that game, and I want kind of people to experience how it made me feel. And Are you going to play it on hard, though? That's the question. Uh, I don't know. I haven't quite decided yet because, like, f- the action in that game is great. The combat mechanics are fantastic, but the story's really, really important to me. So I don't want the hindrance of, like, the story progress to feel bogged down by, my, by my inability to get good. <laughs> I think there was two. There was, like, easy, normal, hard, and God, whatever they called it. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll try it out on like because I did the extreme, I did the hardest difficulty, and I think that difficulty literally was it was like they they became like hella bullet spongy essentially like. Hella yeah, and I definitely don't want that like for me anyways because how long is the fight? Like and first stretch, like I gave up. Uh, I don't remember where I left off when I was playing it on the max difficulty, but I think for up until I quit, like the only thing you can do, like you can dodge all day, but you'll eventually get swarmed or someone hits you from afar and you're fucked because you literally get, you know, one shot or two shot, uh, depending on the creature. And up until I quit, the only thing I did that, you know, that I could get good was just, just throw your axe hide, over, yeah, and throw over and over again. Yeah, pretty much. And that got boring after a while because that's not the strongest thing you can do, but it's safe. So it prolonged fights even more so. I think that very, you know, the in the very beginning, that first little uh, exchange where you have like, I want to say at least five or six of them of those creatures spawn at once. Yeah. Are you talking about like when you're kind of going through, you're still, I think you're still real quote unquote. Yeah. It's still the tutorial area where you're taking. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That first, you know, big group of enemies on the hardest difficulty. It took me like eight minutes. (laughs) So they had way too much health. Yeah, man, that's I, uh, I might do that's it on hard just because I did. Um, I I th- I think I did it on hard to begin with, so maybe I'll just do it on hard again. Uh, you can double check, can't you? But yeah, I'll just have to just like load up, just like load up my save file and see what I left it on. Um, but but it's it's also one of those games where I think you can change your like. It's not like a once you start the game, you're stuck in whatever difficulty you chose. You can change it at will. So, actually, no. I remember uh, you can lower it 
but you can't raise it back. I th- I'm fairly positive that's how it was. To kind of like it's been a minute since oh, I played you, it, so I will have to check it out. But I yeah, know I'm pretty I know sure you that's can how it was. Toggle it to some extent, um, but maybe it is. Oh, maybe you can only lower it after. Like you can start out as high as you want. Almost, yeah, it's almost punished you for like. Sing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, which so but yeah, I'm gonna be playing that on my channel here super soon. I'm really excited about it. I think um I was kind of thinking about it and I was just like, man, I was like I've been playing these games that I think everybody else would think it's fun if I play them. But like it's now near and dear to your heart. Like yeah, now, yeah, exactly. So like I, I think I kind of have like a catalog of games I want to play next. Like I'm gonna play um god of war and then i'm gonna play spider-man and then i'm gonna play days gone and then i was thinking about me you know maybe doing like black flag like the games that like i just really really like let's just like because you know people are gonna enjoy my twitch channel more if i'm actually having fun because <laughs> there's definitely like yeah. uh, what did i try to play the other day like the last time i streamed it was like a month ago oh it was like some i tried to play subnautica and like so i have thalassophobia i i freaking hate <laughs> and so like it just makes my skin crawl dude i think i played for like an hour and i was just like i can't do this like this game's giving me anxiety like i'm not having fun like i'm not progressing because i'm too afraid to leave my like little if it like, if a game made, if a game makes you physically ill in any or mentally ill in any way even if you are having fun, you should not play it. Like, uh, what was it? Gravity Rush 2? The mad fucking motion blur Dude, it had. that game gave me vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why that was a hard pass for me, because I thought it looked pretty cool, but when you said that, and I know you're uh, not as uh, strong as I am in that sense. Shut uh, up. I know you're not as great of a gamer as I am, and you have a weak constitution. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, uh, no, you gotta, you gotta have fun, uh, when you, uh, I mean, dude, like, let's, straight. let's be real, like, competitive gaming aside, I mean, having fun's the whole reason <laughs> to play games. Yeah. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. If you're okay with losing, that's a weak mindset, or whatever Ninja said. <laughs> I'm okay, with, I don't know, man, I'm okay with losing, as long as I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. But um, speaking of having fun, that kind of gives me the opportunity to have a good old segue here and um, talk about the next thing um, that I kind of wanted to bring up on our little pilot episode. So this is going to date the podcast a little bit. I apologize for everybody in advance that's listening to this later, but I think it's an important, an important thing to discuss. Um, so uh, we mentioned current events, um, but right now our uh, – our country of the United States and most of the world is being affected by the COVID-19 virus. And so a lot of people are uh, without jobs or stuck at home, et cetera, et cetera. And um, that's affecting a lot of industries um, except for really the gaming industry. The gaming industry is kind of um, booming. I mean, not to say that they planned this or anything, obviously they're not like, (laughs) we planted the bats into the perfect place, you know, but, in terms of sales, though, uh, but a lot of things are getting delayed. Yes. Even if yeah, it's, yeah, it's literally people are purchasing more games, but like the industry itself in terms of like 
creation and development has come to a halt just like anything else. Um, but with that in mind, we wanted to kind of talk about, you know, games and things that you can play while you're on quarantine, um, which is the big thing um, right now. Like people are buying a lot of games. People that have never really played games before are starting to, you know, pick up consoles and experience this sort of stuff for the first time. So I wanted Jake and I to talk about with you guys some things, uh, some games that we think would be really great stepping stones or like really good experiences uh, from a gamer's perspective uh, while you're trapped at home uh, being safe and responsible. So we were each going to kind of talk about a few different games that we think you guys might enjoy. Um, Jake, you want to go ahead and start us off? Um, I think the easiest, like you, I mean, it depends on how you, uh, feel like if if you're unfortunately stuck at home and there's nothing you can do but sit on your ass you can play a game where you could where you have time to invest so in my case i actually got back into playing final fantasy 14 so any mmo really um final fantasy 14's been my cup of tea for quite some time uh before that it was guild wars 2 since upgrading my computer i've been playing both um so any mmo or you know grand game like that doesn't have to be mmo uh elder scrolls online is another really good one if you're looking to sink time for sure um or it could also be something that something quick and easy that you can drop in and out. Um, for me, I've actually been playing a whole lot of Temtem. Totally different two games I've been playing. I've been playing nothing but Temtem and Final Fantasy with Guild Wars, you know, getting world bosses in every now and then. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of Temtem. That's my, uh, I'll play any kind of Pokemon-like game, any monster collect collection game i'll play grinding aside temtem is really cool something you can get in get out you know you, there's no need to save because it's online so just if you're done just turn it off even mid battle i noticed it just starts you right back where you were in the battle so that's pretty cool that is a neat feature uh were there any other yeah. games you wanted to mention or were those those kind of the things that come to mind. Um, anything. Now that people have time, I would say hit up your back catalogs or any games that you were been trying to get that elusive, you know, platinum trophy, you know, any game like that. Uh, I was actually going through, uh, my Facebook memories and noticed uh, I had a really good time with uh, Batman Arkham City and Garrick. You know I've talked shit about that kind of game. Uh, maybe that game. It's basically Assassin's Creed, but Batman. Yeah, and I hate Assassin's Creed, and you know those type of games aren't really my cup of tea. But I remember 
my Facebook memory was me like complimenting that game in such a high regard. I think that was from five years ago or something. It's a great game. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arkham City is the second like, one. I the, think. Is that the open world one? Yeah. It, or is, no, I'm thinking of Arkham Knight. There's it was Asylum City and then Knight, I believe. Yeah, I personally I've personally only played Arkham Knight, but so but I which I also I also really in, enjoyed it. So Yeah, it was open world one. I remember the collectibles was uh like I want to say like clues left by the Riddler or something like that. And then there's like time trials and shits like that. But no. Yeah, they did a lot of that stuff. Like um, they did that in Arkham Knight as well. There's like Riddler clues and like time trials and like time trials for like combat time trials for like the Batmobile, all sorts of stuff. Okay. Yeah, I would just recommend anything on your back catalog or anything you've been meaning to invest into. Um, but for me, it's just been MMOs or something outside of, uh, your norm, you know, pick up a new genre. I mean, we were talking about at the beginning, talking about racing games and we are primarily, at least in my case, RPGs, you know, RPG fans. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, my go-to genre is definitely action RPGs. Um, like I love Assassin's Creed as a franchise, I love like the God of War games, um, but like I also dabble in some other stuff. I love anything high fantasy, like Elder Scrolls Online, Skyrim, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, Dragon's Dogma, those uh, Dragon Quest, those sorts of games. And then you know, but like definitely now is a good time to branch out uh, for like if you if you want to test new genres. Um, like uh, I can't speak to anything going on, on Xbox because I only have a PlayStation right now. But like the PlayStation Spring Sale is currently going on. Um, and they have lots of good titles that you can definitely pick up. Um, like there's, they, I know they've got like the assassin. They have like the Assassin's Creed like super bundle, which has like every freaking Assassin's Creed game on it. It's nuts. And like there's just a bunch of other things. Like uh, I, I also I like to dabble in like tactical shooters, like Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I've been playing with a friend, and uh, I've also been you know Ghost Recon Wildlands. You know, most a lot of the Tom Clancy games, The Division is another really good time sync game. Oh, speaking of Division, uh, I don't mean to in- interrupt and kind of say no. You're right. Have you heard anything about the new uh, DLC Warlords of New York for Division Two? I have been meaning to get a little bit more information on it because I know you and I both really like The Division as a franchise. Yeah. Um. I haven't played it recently, but I know I definitely I want to pick it up regardless. I've heard lots of good things, though. I heard like the state of the game is really good. The level cap was really good. Being able to go back to New York was really awesome, especially since it's not fucking snowing now. (laughs) But uh, but I've heard I've heard really good things about it. I don't have any like excerpts or details on it specifically, but I you know, I haven't like given like the it, kind of the rocky start the division two had when it first released, I haven't heard like a lot of like review bombing and stuff on it. So uh, that's probably, that's a really good thing, you know, to it's, it's not getting 
I'm not actively seeing tons of bad things about it. So that gives me hope that it's a really good expansion. Yeah, um, plus it, it was always the community, like especially in the first one, like any type of uh, content droughts, they would bomb, review bomb, or like just go on Reddit or any official forums and stuff like that and just talk mad shit constantly. And right. I haven't heard anything like that either. Like I think the only thing was something you mentioned a couple weeks ago um, was that the second raid was delayed and then they still haven't released it or something. That was actually oh, just no, going to mention that. Like, um, I'm guessing right now with the information that we currently have with us, um, the division two raid um, has not been released. And that's been kind of, that was kind of a sour note for a lot of people only because a lot of people, myself included, but like the gold edition of the game or the seat or like the year one pass. And, we didn't get all the content that we were promised. Like there's still like, we still haven't gotten the second raid. We still haven't gotten a few other things that they said they were going to bring. And they were just like, okay, we haven't delivered on the stuff that uh, we promised you, but we're also going to release a brand new expansion, but it's still going to cost you an extra 40 bucks. And that definitely did not make the community super stoked when they announced it. Yeah. I, I have a feeling they uh, put too many eggs in one basket because they were working on the raid and then they wanted to also get the expansion out. So it it has been a while since I kept up with that game. So I do want to uh, look up some more stuff, but I'm going to have to read up everything. I'm going to have to do my homework and see what, what's all the hubbub with that expansion because it's, Caught me off guard with that $40 price tag. Like a lot of expansions are like 30, 40. You know, I'm used to paying 40 bucks for expansions, you know, from the world of Warcraft days. But I don't know. It just seems weird with a game like Division. So I'm going to have to do yeah, my own work. Well, it's, it's just not so because we, I think the reason it caught the community off guard uh, and the fan base for that game was just that. Um, we never got any content on that scale in the first one. Like it was just lots of like little things like adding in different forms of PvP and like the, like being able to do the underground stuff and like those stuff were just kind of like time tied over stuff. Like it didn't really like change the way the game played. I mean, it, the underground actually did. That's where yeah, the you, underground was definitely the biggest content update. Well, and you know, and then they added like the survival, survival. mode. Both of those need to make a comeback. Yeah, for sure. I think I think it'd be really cool if they did back to New York. But yeah, it's just I think I think the fact that we didn't see an expansion of this size in the original game, I think it caught people off guard, especially since they hadn't necessarily delivered on the content that they you know they promised the community with the original forty dollars they spent on the year one pass. Yeah, and but with current events they're gonna have to really push work even harder from home hopefully um yeah to deliver I mean, stuff. it would be and nice to be able to for them to continue especially since it's a live service game like i can't uh, even think of what they can do to like say like hey we're sorry about this we are working on it we promise we'll get it you know when we get more info we'll let you know like you know normal mumbo jumbo but i can't even think of like what kind of in-game 
thing that they would like not really reimburse you, but like, like apologize. Cause I know a bad example, but a lot of mobile games when they have a unannounced random, like maintenance on their servers, when servers are back up, they'll actually give your account like a little apology, like in game, uh, purchasable currency, like gems or whatever. And in game gold and stuff like that. I can't think of what they yeah, can do with Rockstar. Rockstar oh, definitely had to do that with Red Dead Redemption 2 a lot with Red Dead Online. They've definitely I mean, had to be like, thanks for sticking around with all this shit. Here's some gold bars. Yeah, I mean, I guess they can do keys. But after a while, like, it's really... Man, all I want is matchmaking. Okay, you want to know how they can apologize for the commu- to the community for not releasing the raid on... T- like, the second raid on time? This is exactly what they can do. They can just make a freaking matchmaking queue for the first raid. Okay. They do have one, actually. But it's not, but it's not like, the actual it, difficulty. Like, I'm talking, like... Yeah, no, it's like, raid, it's like play, WoW's Raid Finder. Exactly. Like, let's be able to no, play the raid at the difficulty it was designed at without having to use like a third party application to find people to play with. Yeah, that's the thing. And what they could also do is like in like a lot of online games is like once you get into the group, you could enter the in-game VoIP. So like, hey, you're about to do this raid. Your party has been matched. Would you like to join a PlayStation party or would you like to, you know, Xbox chat or whatever they could do that so it's like gives you the option like i because i remember in destiny one like the reason why i got bored is because i couldn't do the raids and because i didn't want to find you know what was it six people uh yeah i think it was six because we it was always you me and patrick and so we would always have to find three more people and it's like yeah, I'm trying to pull randos into I'm the anti- hardest content yeah, in the I'm, game is super frustrating. Yeah, I'm anti-social as shit, so you know I'm not going to look out and find people. <laughs> so I am a fan of, you know, look, looking for group automatic things. Uh, that's why I got the idea for the name of the podcast, The Dungeon Q. The Dungeon Q. <laughs> I'm a fan of it. It has its issues, I know, but... Only if you're DPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants big boy numbers, but... Uh. Anyways, uh, we kind of tangented there on Division 2. Great game. If you uh, like tactical shooters with RPG elements, you should check it out. Uh, but kind of want to talk about uh, some more back... Some games you can play during our quarantine time. Um Jake mentioned that now is a super good time to check out new genres. I completely agree. Um, I've been playing some racing games and tactical shooters. Um, another th- uh, thing that's super important, also just kind of piggybacking off Jake here again, is like backlog. Backlog is super important, <laughs> especially for me. Um, yeah. As, as we really come to know us you. better, uh, <laughs> as we progress from episode to episode, you guys are going to learn real quick that I don't finish video games. Like, I don't. Like, unless the game, like, captivates me from start to finish, uh, and there's only been a few games that I've done that with. Um, honestly, it's been a lot of the recent 
PlayStation exclusive titles like Marvel Spider-Man. I got my first ever platinum trophy. God of War is my favorite game of all time. I love Days Gone despite its issues and the fact that everyone said it sucked. It totally doesn't if you like compelling um, world settings. But I digress. Uh, Those are actually three of the games I was going to suggest to play on the quarantine. If you've got a PlayStation, 100% check out Marvel Spider-Man. It's a great superhero game. They capture Peter Parker and like the Marvel Universe really, really well. Um, It's super, super fantastic. It's kind of got a pretty similar vibe to like the Arkham Knight series. Uh, or like the Arkham series, I guess. Um, God of War is a great action RPG with probably one of the most melancholy and compelling father-son stories ever, uh, in my personal opinion. Yeah. And def- even though I never finished it, it's definitely deserved all the awards it's gotten. And honestly, if you guys haven't played it by now, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, no, it is. it is such... It's like the world is beautiful. The characters are fantastic and interesting. Oh man, the motion capture and the voice acting is fantastic, dude. It's such a good game. It deserved game of the year a hundred percent when it got it in twenty eighteen. It, it it's it's a it is a piece of art. Um, it's just like oh, and the the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack is so good. Like it's just, it's just, it's the complete package. God of War is a great game, especially if you like the action RPG setting. Like that's just the nail in the coffin. It's just so great. It's like it really ties the whole bundle together. Um, which which brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, which is Days Gone. Um, Days Gone actually got a really kind of rough reviews. It didn't get a whole lot um, of love. But if you're into super, if you're into zombie games, like zombie games are great. Um, I love them. Uh, I would say, in my opinion, that it is it is as good as Dying Light, which I think says a lot because that game kind of set the new standard for what zombie games should be when it released in 2015. Um, at least in my opinion, uh, like it, it Dying Light got hundreds of great raving reviews. They've maintained like a massive amounts of uh player support the community is fantastic um it's a good game and then i feel i feel like days gone hit all of those same notes like it's a great survival game it's set in this melancholy and bleak world it has such a compelling pro, uh, protagonist who has like real world issues like um his name is uh what is this it's deacon. deacon i can't remember his last name at the moment but uh Deacon St. John. Thank you. There we go. I just thanked myself. I don't know why I did that. Anyways. Yeah, um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Uh, but yeah, Deacon St. John. He, I think he's a very compelling protagonist. Um, he's like, he lives in a post-apocalyptic world and he's been by himself fending off zombies for several years. And like one thing I guess people really knocked about his character is that he talked to himself a lot. And I was just like, well, there's nobody else around. Who the fuck else is he supposed to talk to you? Like, I feel like this is a very human response to being isolated during the end of the fucking world. <laughs> and I, so it's like, it's great. I, I get what like the freakers, which are like their, their version of like zombies. Um, they're not like, they're not like blah zombies. They're more like a 28 days later sort of zombies where like, they're not really dead. They're just like people that have been like affected and mutated to become cannibalistic in nature. Um, 
And then being able to upgrade and ride around on your motorcycle is super duper awesome. Definitely gives you like um, uh, Daryl vibes from sort of the walking dead with like, you know, like you get like your, you have like a crossbow and like the guns that you use and the fact that he's a biker, like you get those vibes. It's a great, great game. Um, it's once again, it's a PlayStation exclusive. All of the titles I've mentioned so far have been um, dying light excluded, but um, they're great games. If you've got a PlayStation and it, yeah, you'd be, Oh, and it takes place in Oregon, which I think is really cool because that's where I'm from. Uh, don't live there anymore, but I, th- I still think it's awesome. Uh, and um, yeah, it's a great game. I think those are all super great games. Um, and then I, I feel like I have to mention this game, especially if you're new to the gaming industry. A lot of people have been buying Nintendo Switches these days to kind of cope with the quarantine stuff um, because it's really easy to pick up. It's portable. Um, it's very user friendly. And it's a family console because it's Nintendo. Um, Animal Crossing play animal crossing like that game is such a great escape from everything that's been going on these days especially since like it's kind of like a slice of life game it's like a life simulator it's kind of like the sims but cuter and less weird um and i think that's you know if if you're looking to like get your feet wet with games i feel like animal crossing is a pretty good start for that so those are the those are like the games that i think would make for good you know quarantine stay home stay safe games so And you said you were planning on uh, streaming some of those games, right? Um, basically, everything I just listed that was a PlayStation exclusive, I plan on playing all of those on my channel, yeah. Okay, and how do you spell your uh, Twitch handle? What is it? Twitch.tv slash I am buttons. <laughs> like the little plug. <laughs> I don't remember your your info by heart, unfortunately. Yeah, it's I play I'm a variety streamer. I play lots of different games and stuff. So what else did uh you said you had something you wanted to talk about like a like a, a topic for discussion. I don't know if we covered it already. If we did uh we're all good and um we can move oh, on. Oh, yeah. That. No, no we did. It was the uh price point for the PlayStation with the uh Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Well, I guess one thing that we can talk about that we haven't yet is some upcoming game releases, um, which uh, thinks surprisingly, uh, I actually was expecting more games to get delayed, uh, I guess, in my mind when um, everything that's currently happening started happening. But then I remembered that, like, unlike the movies, like, you can buy a lot of things digital, so you don't have to necessarily leave your home. Um, but so, yeah, we can talk a little bit about some um, upcoming releases for and what they're like, the release dates, what platforms they're going to be on, um, if you're excited about them or not, et cetera, et cetera. Um, real quick, I just wanted to mention there's there's been two big titles that have just recently um come out they've been getting really awesome reviews um and they've been doing great the first one that came out was resident evil 3 that's available on xbox one pc and playstation 4 and um it's just a remake of the original resident evil 3 game Um, i personally haven't played it uh, but um i've heard it's been doing really really well Uh, it is however getting shadowed by the star 
of uh, current releases, which is the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is available exclusively for the PlayStation 4. And for boy, if you have got a PlayStation, that is the title to play right now. Like that's definitely that that is the the big ticket item. It's a, like I said, it's available yeah. exclusively on PlayStation Four. Uh, everybody now, that actually, is, I did say, I don't know if they did explicitly say, but I'm pretty sure they do plan on doing a PC port. But uh, real quick, let's talk about uh, the complete lie you just told. Resident Evil Three was actually getting shit on once people started playing the game and beat it. Oh, it, that was my mistake then. Uh, maybe, maybe yeah, my no, the second uh, one was amazing. My the school, second I, one was amazing, but because of I was kind of going off of my sphere of influence within like my little Twitter community, and a lot of people that yeah, I no, still good. there still liked it. So, okay, yeah, maybe maybe the game. reviews itself weren't great. I, I apologize like, for the misinformation. No. <laughs> no, I was a little definitely aggressive there about it. Uh, it's because of how three was. Um, originally it was a different vibe compared to the second one. So that translated into the remakes as well. I believe I, I haven't played either of them, but from what I, I, heard, I do know that resident evil two, like I know for a fact that resident evil two got like insanely ridiculously good reviews. So yeah, three, however, didn't, get those reviews unfortunately because it's probably just as sucky as the movie that it was that oh god i don't what know the, what one was that resident evil extinction it's probably just as bad as that maybe i don't know um it was like super super short i think speedrunners tore that bitch apart um what's funny there was a streamer who was it oh saving the bees actually he he bought it played it on stream for the first time and he is i love the guy to death but he does not have super long streams he generally streams like maybe three four hours five if he's got some good stories which he always does but he beat that entire game in one sitting and he was like bruh is that it (laughs) yeah that is really short i mean i personally only stream for like I stream for about three hours, but that's so I don't burn myself out. But if you can do it in one sitting like that, yeah, that's really short. Well, damn, yeah. I apologize really? for hyping it up if it's not a very good game. Uh, you can, I guess you can still you can still purchase it and make that decision yourself if you like the franchise. Don't base it off whatever we say, especially yeah. since neither of us have played it. We're just going yeah. off of community feedback. Yeah, but... If community feedback makes a good point about a specific thing, I will run, I'll take it and run with it. Like, I think part of it also was, I want to say that the second one was made by a different team, I think, and they set the bar way too high. But it was also because of, like I said, the nature of the third, like how it functioned compared to the second one. It, just couldn't translate well. But something that did translate well was Final Fantasy VII Remake, which, if you haven't played the first one, which, since the remake came out, I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying, like, oh, this is going to be cool, because it's my first, you know, the first time I've played 
set um, Final Fantasy VII. So, you know, it's it's their entry point. That translated well, even though it's what forty hours of extended stuff from although the first... it is forty hours for the first episode. It's being released in pieces. Yeah. They, they did not release the entire game in one big thing. So 40, and I think they're saying there's going to be like what, three or four chapters or something like that. Yeah. Three, three or four parts. We're assuming. And it, you, it, you, hopefully it's they're at least all 40 hours each. And that's a, that is a big ass chunk of game, man. That's a, that's, that's some good sync time. Yeah. But he, here's what I have a couple issues with. Um, I have a feeling I know, cause I played the original I have a feeling I know at what story pivots they're going to end the second one at. And uh, that stretch of game, how is it going to, how is it going to fit? Cause there's a couple things first. Does your stats do your stats and your items? If you have a save file from the first one, does it carry over into the second one and you have an adjusted difficulty if not, how do you explain playing the first one, getting to level cap, being strong as shit, and then starting the second, you know, part two, and you're all back to level one? Like, are you just going to, you know, just it happens or because I know a lot of games that do that. Uh, there's some kind of in-game lore reason, like uh, at the beginning of the second one, you get, you know, bombarded by the enemy who's, you know, seals your power and you have to travel to get your power back, you know? There's nothing like that that happens at the end of Midgar in Final Fantasy. So, but with all the different changes they made to that game, uh, no no spoilers, uh, it's not a complete remake. It's like an alternate universe. So if you know Final Fantasy story, it changes up. The remake change, changes quite a bit of things towards the second half. Um. Yeah, so it, it's still a good, really good game, well deserving of any future awards it's gonna get. We all know it's gonna win a bunch of awards, but I'm just worried about how future installments are gonna pan out. Like the world map, how's that gonna work? Yeah, that's true, and I haven't. I'm personally not like the the final fantasy bandwagon is kind of a that's like that's a train i missed as a kid i think i was playing other things instead um i do want to pick up the final fantasy 7 remake but all the things you just said like they're super valid points especially like the with if the way they're going to be doing i would imagine that like save file transferring that makes the most sense in my head um or maybe it's maybe like each little chapter that they do or, you know, something like that. It'll be like some sort of like increase in level cap or like just a scale difficulty based off of what, or who knows? Uh, I'll, yeah. I, I'll need to actually play it myself, but that's basically like the flavor right now. If you're, uh, if you're looking for like a PlayStation exclusive game that is like the bees knees, that's definitely the one uh, to go for. Um, there's uh, a few other games coming out pretty recently or you know coming up uh that i have an interest in uh, and so i like um i'll kind of list off some of the ones that i'm i've kind of kept my eye on if you want to 
we you talk about them in a little, a little more depth, we can. If not, we can yeah. just kind of go down the list, and then uh, you can kind of bring up anything that's coming up that you're interested in. Um, the first one that comes to mind for me, anyways, right now is uh, it's called Predator Hunting Grounds. Uh, I like the Predator movies. I've always been a big fan of like Predator and Alien stuff. And then there was actually a Predator game. And shit was, I think it was like PlayStation two or PlayStation or Xbox 360 or something along those lines where you basically like the whole game was like an open world concept sort of deal where you ran around the people like where you just ran around, like taking contracts, quote unquote, and killing people. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, our predator hunting grounds is going to become out. Uh, this is another PlayStation PlayStation exclusive one. I'm not doing this on purpose. It's apparently I've just gravitated towards the stuff that, is on the console that I use the most frequently. Um, but hopefully some yeah, of the other ones I want to talk about are available on other platforms. If you're a PC or a switch or an Xbox gamer, uh, but that one comes out April 24th and um, oh, that's pretty kinda, sick. yeah, it is yeah, it's definitely coming up next week. Uh, actually, um, oops, I accidentally did the podcast. My apologies. Um, but yes, it's coming out um, uh, April 24th, uh, 2020, uh, available on the PlayStation 4. And it definitely gives, like, um, it's uh, it's like one of those, it's, it's a new format that's been pretty popular in games lately. It's like a one versus four sort of scenario. Like, one person plays as the Predator. Um, the other four players on the map play as uh, humans, uh, specifically, I believe, like, Black Ops sort of deals, and you guys are tasked with a mission. You guys go to complete that mission, and the Predator's task is to hunt you guys. Um, your job is actually not to hunt the Predator. It's to complete your mission and not get killed by the Predator. Um, so it's kind of got like this, a similar thing of like maybe like Dead by Daylight or uh, the Friday the 13th game or Evolve. Um, Evolve's a very, very bad example, but you get the idea. Genre. Um, so that one's coming up. I think aesthetically the game looks really cool i'm honestly just excited to play as the predator himself so i i'm definitely that's something to look forward to if you like those kinds of games like dead by daylight i don't know if it'll have the same competitive scene that dead by daylight does chances are probably not um but dead by daylight has definitely set itself as like the standard for that genre um yeah so that's like that's the only thing in April that I kind of had my eye on aside from things that have already been previously released. Uh, I do want to mention that trials of mana uh, will be available the same day on PlayStation four switch and PC. So that'll also be available on the 24th. I know that's sort of like a, uh, I believe it's a JRPG. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, yes, but not in the sense that it's like turn based. It's more like Xenoblade Chronicles, sort of, right? Yeah. Uh, action-y. Um, because I played... Because isn't Trials of Mana the one that's coming out? Isn't that a remake of the original? Because I know there was I like... I think so, were, but I have awesome. not looked into it too much. I'm I've pretty seen it on the Twitter sphere, but I haven't actually gathered information on it myself yeah i'm pretty sure it's a remake of the original game which i think there was all already a remaster there was like the original then there's like the the port to a newer console so it looks updated then they did another one and then this is like the 
current gen version of it. So if that is true, I'm actually going to pass on it because while I did like the game, I played the original and the remastered version of it. If it is the same one and it's just a second remaster, then it it's good. It's, it's like really, buying Skyrim for the 16th time. Yeah, but it's not like I don't want to buy Skyrim for a 17th time. You know what I mean? There's only so much I can get out of it, which is funny because it's my type of my type of game. You know what I mean? Like I played it plenty of like you ever play a game and you play it so many times and it's really good. But like you think about going back to it, but you think, oh, I played it too recently. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, so 100%. Like, like you almost need to like you almost when you play games like that, you almost need to like step away long enough that you kind of forget how the story went. So like there's a like a little bit of surprise in there for you, even yeah, though you're, you you know the overarching story and like the characters and how the game plays. But like you still need like there to be a little bit of incentive to progress. Yeah. For for me, I have such a good memory when it comes to storyline. So I I I can't. I just have to uh just wait way too long till I actually forget that it's a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh you said that also comes out uh same day? Yep, same day as Predator Hunting Grounds. That one's gonna be out April twenty fourth. Um and that one will be available on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. Um, as far as PC goes, I don't know if it'll be available on like Epic Games or Steam. Probably Steam. Everybody think, Everything's on Steam. But those are sort of the things that pop out the most to me or like titles that I'm familiar with um, come out in April. We'll kind of just jump into May now. There's some things coming up. This is one that like I personally, it's probably not going to be a very good game. I actually don't know. But so I love, I'm a huge, huge movie goer. Um, we'll probably, even though this is the gamer podcast, I might talk about movie reviews and things that I, of things that I watch like from time to time. Uh, with that being said, I'm a huge fan of the John Wick franchise. And on May 5th, PlayStation is getting a game called John Wick Hex, which is like, uh, it's going to be like an action strategy game set in the John Wick universe where you actually get to play as John Wick. And I'll just, I really want to play it. Um, I've I think, never heard this. <laughs> what? I've never heard this. Yeah. Um, they, I can't remember that they announced that they were going to be making a John Wick game a while back. Um, but I'm just such a huge fan of the movies that I was just like, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. And uh, it's sort of got like, as far as like aesthetically, it looks really similar. It's kind of got like that cell shaded. It The art style reminds me very much of. Um, oh, gosh, what is the game called? I'm having a brain fart. It's uh, one of the Telltale games. Oh, Wolf Among Us. Yes. It, yes. Super cell shaded like that. That It has a very similar art style. Um, Telltale usually sticks with that art style so any yeah game so, yeah it looks like it's the the art style is going to be um something really similar i've never heard of the publisher it's called good shepherd but um well apparently it's going to be on more than playstation it looks like it's going to be on xbox one uh and yeah, pc a game, a game like that it just sounds like it would be multi-platform 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, that's coming out May 5th. Um, if you like the John Wick franchise, that might be something to kind of keep an eye on. I don't know much about it. I do know that it's coming out really recently. If I get more information, maybe we can talk about it next time. Um, another thing that if you're a Star Wars fan, they've been doing a thing recently where they've been um, not remastering, but simply porting a lot of the older uh, Star Wars games to uh, PlayStation um, and Switch. So what the the most recent one they did was Jedi Academy. Um, this, it was like Star Wars Jedi Knight and Jedi Academy. I love that game. It had fantastic um, lightsaber combat. It's still praised for its lightsaber contact, combat um, and multiplayer to this day. Um, the And the port that they just released for this year for Jedi Academy also has multiplayer um there are people playing it. It's really awesome. If you liked uh, Jedi Academy, that's available on PlayStation. They also, before that one, they did um, Jedi Knight and Jedi Outcast, which is the prequel to um, uh, blah, 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 brain fart, uh, Jedi Academy again. Sorry about that. Um, and so now they're doing another port, also going to be available on PlayStation uh and switch and that one's coming out may 12th and it's going to be star wars episode one racer uh, i don't know if you guys ever played that game back in the day when it was out i think it was available on like playstation 2 and gamecube and those sorts of things um but it was a pod racing video game and it was actually super fun um so if you're it's into that story, from what yeah, I it was very it was a super <laughs> challenging game but i think more of that was a control issue than it actually being hard yeah, I'm pretty sure if it's the one I'm thinking of, that game is very unforgiving for speed running because like when you crash in that game, it's like a fucking like 10 second uh, animation to like reset your vehicle, like in a lot of racing yeah. games. Yeah, that's super rough, yeah, but it's a great game. If you like the Star Wars franchise, uh, I'm a big fan myself. We're not going to get into the politics of the Star Wars fan base here, but um, if you're into that sort of thing, that's something to keep an eye out on. Um uh, another one that's going to be coming out in May. This is another one that um, Jake and I, we kind of both kept our eyes on. Uh, this one was also announced at the Game Awards, and it's called Maneater. Um, it looks just like a really fun side-scrolling. I don't actually know. It's not side-scrolling. It's, uh, it's 3D, um, and you play as like a shark that eats people. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> It literally, it is literally a game about being a shark that eats people and you like, you get to evolve for eating people. And like, there's like different kinds of sharks you can play as. I don't know. It just seemed like it was a really fun, silly, interesting concept. Um, We've got a lot of games like those, these that are coming out this day, you know, like Untitled Goose Game, uh, Goat Simulator. So why not have one about a shark? That one is going to be available on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch and PC, May 22nd. Another, uh, so that's those are the, at a later date though. Switch at a later date, okay. So maybe, so maybe not May twenty second for the Switch, but it will be available on um, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and PC May twenty second. Um, they are also uh, releasing in May Minecraft Dungeons. Um, it's basically going to be an action RPG. Think Path of Exile, um, Baldur's Gate, Diablo franchise. It's literally Minecraft Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, no funny i'm so hyped for that <laughs> it looks really fun actually like yeah. i'll probably check it out myself uh i've never been a huge fan of the minecraft thing i totally understand the appeal of sandbox games i just don't have the patience for that shit it, yeah it's it's a super chill it's like 
you get the same vibe out of that, like playing Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's, for sure. Which is funny because I, I really like Animal Crossing, but I digress. So I used to just generally, like if I'm bored, I'll just load up Minecraft. I never invested time. Like there's like the you whole. You just did like creative mode and dicked around. I just dicked around in the actual game mode, but I never really, because like when it came to the creative stuff, like uh, there's a whole science behind it. Yeah, new shit that they've implemented since I last played. I never got that heavy. I would just like, oh, I'm going to build a tower and just sleep at the top of the tower. And it was just completely dirt blocks. And then you see (laughs) Twitter, you know, 4K HD ray tracing uh, masterpieces that people are making. (laughs) No, give me some more. Give me, give me some buttons. Yeah, and then yeah, now, exactly. You know. So if you're into, if you're into the Diablo franchise, if you're into action RPGs, if you like Minecraft, um, you should definitely check out Minecraft Dungeons. It's like it's a top-down um, sort of thing. It looks really fun. I don't know what the gameplay loop is going to be like. I'm sure there's plenty of information available um, on it uh, if you want to look that up. That one's also going to be available on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC um, May 26th. And then they're doing a couple of uh, ports and bundles that are going to be available uh, in Switch. These are actually all coming out the same day. Um, And it's going to be the Bioshock Collection, the Borderlands Legendary Collection, and the Xenoblade Chronicles Affinitive Edition, all May 29th, uh, 2020. So if you're into the Bioshock Bioshock franchise, the Borderlands games, or Xenoblade Chronicles, those are all going to be available uh, on the butt end of May. So those are some things to look forward to for upcoming releases on uh, that stuff. Are there anything uh, anything coming out, Jake, that you're particularly excited about that I didn't talk about? Um, I, I don't remember what month it's coming out, but it's later in the year. And it's the Marvel Avengers game. And as time went on, people have started talking some mad shit about it. Like, it's not looking good. Or it's like, did they release? They must have released more visual. They must have released more gameplay people uh, videos. And people aren't too keen on it, I guess. So, um, I actually, I've been following this one really closely. Because I'm super, super stoked on this one, too. Um, but it actually comes out, that one comes out September, uh, nope, not September 17th of cyberpunk, uh, September 4th of this year is Marvel's Avengers that is being, um, done. That's a Square Enix game. So, um, you know, same guys as Final Fantasy, uh, a a lot of people's big gripes on, um, people didn't think it looked very good, like artistically, uh, like they didn't like the character designs and stuff. And uh, I think another thing that they, they released some gameplay footage. Um, and one thing that really kind of rubbed people the wrong way is all of the gameplay footage shown was from the perspective of Miss Marvel, which is one of the characters available. Um, I personally think Miss Marvel's dope as fuck. Um, 
but there are definitely some people out there that were just like, oh my God, are we going to have to play the whole game as Miss Marvel? And I'm like, no, you're not. It's going to like, this game is going to have co-op features. You're going to be able to play online with friends. Um, they're going to release new superheroes in the future. Like they are going yeah. to be, uh, you know, adding to the character roster. You're going to be able to play, you know, like hook up with your buddies and someone's going to be able to be cap and someone's going to be able to be Iron Man, you know, and that sort of thing. And it looks sort of like a looter shooter in, uh, in terms of like gameplay loop. Like there's going to be like loot. You're going to be able to upgrade your characters, um, you know, with skills and passives and new abilities. And I think it looks great. I'm super, super stoked on it. Um, okay. a lot but of the stuff. artistic, the artistic direction and the gameplay trailer that they release with uh, basically showcasing exclusively Miss Marvel kind of pissed some people off. But you want to know what? If you don't like it, don't fucking buy it. <laughs> yeah so the reason why people don't like it is literally just they're not paying attention to what people are saying like they see like oh it's you know gameplay of just that one person they jump the gun and think like oh it's just that one person even though in the release in the reveal trailer and that when it i can't remember when they got more into the news dump for it but i i'm pretty sure one of the very first things they said was play as a lot of different you know marvel superheroes so it's like i don't get why people are upset and thinking like oh it's just a one character that's okay it makes me feel better that uh people are just stupid (laughs) Well, and the, the thing is, is like, and I hate to say this, and I'm probably if this is not the first time, and it's not going to be the last time that I talk about this, but most of these negative comments are basically circulating from the Twitter sphere, and the Twitter gaming community is insanely toxic. Like, all it takes is one bad tweet about a game that somebody didn't like, and that they weren't even going to play from the get go. That's you know just some Joe Schmo who's just like this game looks like trash, but I also hate comic books and the superheroes, and I was never going to be interested in this game anyways. But I'm going to shit on it, and then it gets retweeted ninety thousand times. But everyone's just like Square Enix is making a bad game, and it's also really hard to to, to make a game like this. I feel like. Um, because our Marvel superhero standards are all based off the MCU. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's why a lot of people didn't necessarily like the art direction or still don't like the art direction is because it doesn't look like the characters from the MCU. Like they they use like older comic book costumes or like, uh, you know, inspired by the comic book designs. Like it's not the MCU characters. Like it, you know, Cap doesn't look like Chris Evans, and Iron Man doesn't look like RDJ, you know. And people's just like, "That's not Iron Man." I'm just like, he looks like that in the comic books, nerds. Like, imagine how much much fucking money they would have to spend to not only get the rights to do a Marvel thing, likeness. likeness. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very. Let's just be stoked that we're even getting an Avengers game that's going to be worth its salt. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, the fact that we got the Marvel Spider-Man game was a miracle. Yeah. And the thing is, okay, like, I don't think you guys understand how big of a deal this is. Like, 
So just to put it into perspective, there's been lots of Marvel superhero games, right? Namely, lots of Spider-Man games. Um, but I don't know if you know this fact or not, Jake, but Marvel's Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4 was the first superhero game made based off of a Marvel character to ever get the Marvel seal placed onto it. When you load that game up, it is the it, it does the it does the Marvel comic book flip, and it is the only oh. thing that has boom. It has the actual Mar- Marvel logo on the load up screen. It is the first Marvel video game to ever do that. And guess what else? Guess what else is getting that stamp of approval? The Square Enix Marvel's Avengers. Like so, you know that they've got faith in that. Like Marvel has faith in this project. So that alone tells me that this is going to be good because. Marvel makes pretty good stuff. Like I'm a huge Marvel fan. So like I'm probably a little biased, um, but I think it's a big deal. Like just be stoked. We're still getting superhero stuff. And if you're burned out on the superhero stuff, which is completely understandable in this day and age, um, there's plenty of other great games that are going to be coming out this year. You know, wait, wait two weeks. If you don't want to play Marvel's Avengers and pick up cyberpunk. Like, yeah, or, you know, Porcano Los Dos. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, th- one, one of the my favorite things about the Avengers game, though, is the fact that the voice talent are all the same characters from the, what, what was it, Disney XD Marvel uh, I cartoon. think they definitely reused, isn't, I know... Um... I'm pretty sure all the main characters, like the Avengers the main Avengers are reprising their roles from the cartoon, which I was a fan of. Uh, I, I think it was like Travis Willingham on uh, playing Thor. So r- r- some really strong voice talent there. So as far as like voice casts for the primary, um, it is, we've got Nolan North as Iron Man. And Nolan North is like based. Uh, yeah. Troy Baker is Bruce Banner, another great, great uh, guy. Travis Willingham is Thor. Laura Bailey is Black Widow. Um, and Jeff, I, I don't want to butcher his last name, uh, Sheen Shine um, as Captain America. Like, that's some strong voice talent. So like, if you, you can look any of these guys up, and they have like, they have like a, a filmography of like, hundreds and hundreds of projects for voice acting. Yeah. I just, I mean, just like, honestly, like if Nolan North and Troy Baker alone, don't sell you on the voice acting talent of this game, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, the majority of those voices, it's like anime alumni. (laughs) Like I'm pretty sure it's going to, it's going to be great. And like, dude, like the fact that you're going to be able to get like, different costumes for your characters. Like there's going to be skins and I don't know, man, I am. And there's going to be like, they're going to do like retro character designs and like modern comic book looks. I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked on Marvel's Avengers. We'll probably talk about that a lot more as we get closer to the release date. Yeah. More info dumps. We'll definitely talk about it. Um, I'm going to like it a whole lot because it, it gives me the same vibe as like, 
Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is a series I've loved growing up. The third one, eh, it was okay, but missing a lot of things, uh, but still really fun. Um, but it seems like Avengers um, is more, the gameplay loop is more up my alley, pretty much. Yeah, I definitely agree. Oh. It probably, I mean, once again, it's in like that action RPG wheelhouse, which is like my bread and butter as far as like video games go. Um, question, who do you think, uh, who do you think you're going to main? Like, what's the characters, what's, who's going to be your go-to character? Like, out of the, the, the original, like, not counting anybody released in the future, but like, who's with the uh, release date roster of characters? Um, I'll have to look it up. Real quick. Um, I should have had it up already. But I'm, I'm assuming it's... Um... Oh, hey, I found it. So... Uh, looks like Ant-Man, Black Widow, Cap, Hulk, Iron Man, Ms. Marvel, Thor... Um, oh, and villains you can play as too. That I did not know. That sounds dope. Wait, what? You'll be able to play as villains? Yeah, and it looks like the two villains are Abomination and Taskmaster. Okay, I know oh, one. Taskmaster, bro. Bro, Taskmaster. <laughs> okay, so him on lock. But if I had to choose from like the Avengers, honestly, probably Iron Man or. Uh, even more so Ms. Marvel if she plays like how she does in Ultimate Alliance 3. You'll have to check out her uh, the gameplay trailer that she did. She's got some... I, have, I don't scary. think I've seen it, or if I did, it, I saw it once and didn't digest it properly. Yeah, it's definitely super duper similar. You're, you'll have to you'll have to check that out and we can talk about if, that next episode. If, if that's the case, then definitely her because she was busted in Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah, she's, she's super... Uh, She's super awesome. Everybody was giving her um, shit because like they didn't like her call out for when she used her, like activated her powers or whatever. Um, I think, I think it's like in Biggin or something like that. Like she's like in Biggin and like her fists get big and you know, she does Miss Marvel stuff and everyone's just like, that's so cheesy. I'm like, y'all do realize she's a Marvel comic book character, right? <laughs> like it's a comic book character. Like there's going to be some cheese in there for real. Like who? Like that's what makes that. That like I feel like that's what makes those kind of games charming. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'll probably play. I'll probably play Cap. I think I'm a big Cap guy. I love Cap. And if not Cap, then Thor. Yeah, I'm just afraid. Like if. Any of the characters play like how they do in Ultimate Alliance 3. They're not going to, but they can do very similar things because they all have their signature abilities and whatnot. And it's totally going to feel, I don't know why I'm, I know it's going to be different, but if knock on wood, it is their moves are very similar to Ultimate Alliance 3, then that would actually be disappointing. For me, anyway, because um, I think there was out of the entire 
cast of Ultimate Alliance 3, only two or three characters I thought were fun. Um, I was all about Venom in that game, but Venom is my boy. Venom was cool. I I think my team before I stopped playing was uh, Ms. Marvel, Deadpool, Magneto, and Wolverine, I think. Or instead of Wolverine, it was uh, Doctor Strange. I don't I don't recall. I'm pretty sure it was both. I think I swapped them out. But I can't remember who I have. I I think I know I had um Venom. I think I also had Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales in there. But Spider-Man's my favorite superhero, so he's my go-to. Yeah. So with oh, I was going to say it's like do you think Spider-Man will be in Square Enix game, but he won't because Sony has the rights to Spider-Man still. I forgot. Uh, I think, I don't know. Ant-Man might be pretty cool though. I mean, like if Sony might be willing to make a deal, they might be willing to play ball if they get royalties and stuff. But, uh, I actually didn't know Ant-Man was going to be available, um, out of the gate. So I wonder what his costume design is going to look like. I wonder if he's going to be more like current Ant-Man or like comic book Ant-Man. In terms um, of like character and costume design, but he might be pretty cool. His power set's definitely not something you think to incorporate in a, in a video game, especially like being able to go like uh, Giant Man and like his shrinking stuff. Like I think it'll, that'll make him a very interesting character. Yeah, It's I think that's the one game I have on my radar, to be completely honest. Um, because I have a few, but we'll save them for a later date. I've got plenty. You know me, though. Yeah, I like to I I, I definitely board the hype train on a lot of games. Yeah, I was, I, I was I, one I, of the people that bought No Man's Sky. Oh, no, I did. Too, and, I, <laughs> and I liked it, but I knew it's issues. We all did. Oh, yeah, it did. It wasn't perfect. I mean, honestly, real talk. Huh? It's a great uh, game now. <laughs> so they actually just released a new like a new feature where like there's organic ships. Like you literally get like an alien egg and you incubate it and you hatch it and you raise it and it grows into a fucking spaceship. Do you uh wanna play again if that's the case? <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? I'm always down, I mean, to play, you know, stuff like that. I'm definitely uh, you can definitely so, plug it in. Yeah. So before we wrap up, uh, let me uh, leave everyone with a very hot take so I can stir up drama, because why not? I don't Ooh, think I'm going to get Cyberpunk. I think I'm going to pass I'm sorry, bitch, what? <laughs> I don't know. I, we're going to fight today? I didn't know what we were going to do on the podcast. We're going to fight now? <laughs> okay, so... So wait, why, why not? What's like... Oh, you want to know what? Actually, okay. I'm kind of remembering. I know why. Because, (laughs) so I'm a huge CD Projekt Red fan. Um, You guys are going to learn really fast. I'm a fan. I'm always a fan. I'm a big fan of everything. Uh, But um, I'm definitely the, I'm the hype train gamer. And Jake is the cynical uh, gamer. But. I want to say cynical, but. Cautiously optimistic. (laughs) Um, but anyways, so, um, I think the Witcher three is a great game, but, uh, Jake here could, he had a hard time getting into it. He like basically did the first area where just like, I'm done. (laughs) 
And so yeah, I guess I, I guess if you're not into that big sprawling open world that you know CD Projekt Red is going to hammer home into the ground with uh, Cyberpunk, um, then I can totally see it not being for you. That makes a lot of sense. I but I mean, can't it, explain why I couldn't finish it. Oh, I, I do. Where I, I stopped playing. Hell, I actually I, I have a pretty started. sound theory. Um, so the game does suffer from what I like to call Assassin's Creed syndrome, which is you open the map and you're like, Oh fuck. Look at all those icons. There's so much stuff to do. And there's literally, it's so visually overstimulated all of the things that you're capable of doing in that game that your body's just like, I can't handle this. Like this isn't going to be fun. That doesn't bother me, which um assassin's creed game did you play in the past couple of years where it was like overboard with that kind of shit because oh God. I, assassin's creed syndicate was the uh was the worst one okay. um I, i've played I saw, you sent me a picture since then but San, yeah assassin's creed syndicate was i was just like there's too much shit on the map you i think once you like did the tutorial or whatever and everything opened up to you you sent me a picture of the map and that gave me anxiety and I don't get anxiety when I play video games, but I because normally I I like com- I like clearing maps. I'm not a completionist, but if it gives me like if there's a specific bar that says like Guild Wars Two, for example, there's a zone uh, exploration aspect where you can a hundred percent a zone, oh, and there's nothing more satisfying when you see that little bitch at a hundred. You're like. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. So I it was, did it. Witcher three has more stuff on the map than say Guild Wars two zones, but less than uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah, section. I would definitely, I would that definitely would say less than Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I I don't know what the issue for me was. Uh, I'll have to figure it out because I did reinstall I it. I guess, I guess yeah. if you didn't, if you, I mean, if you didn't really like Witcher three, um, regardless of your reasoning, you're not in touch. You're not like, no one's going to be like, why didn't you like the game of the year? It was the game of yeah. the year. You're just like, it just wasn't for me. You're not, you know, supposed to like everything. Yeah. Like something. But, but I mean, if you didn't, like that one, I can totally be like, well, if I didn't like their biggest selling game they've ever made, I'm probably not going to like this one. Yeah, a similar game that I liked that I actually stuck with, even though I can tell it was like a... If that was the alpha, Greedfall was, you know, beta. That's a very similar game, obvious differences, but I stuck with Greedfall, completed it, and I liked it more, even though I I did finish that game. I I beat so it's not fair for me to say I liked it more because I only beat Greedfall, but I don't I mean, know. It left I, it left a better impression on you within the first twenty hours of gameplay, which is what matters. Like yeah. I feel like most people are willing to give like ten to twenty hours to a game before they decide like I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, and if you were willing know. to stick with Greedfall as opposed to like. Because, I mean, let's be real. If you're going to, like, actually sit down and play The Witcher 3, there's, like, several hundred hours of gameplay. If you're not having fun in, like, the first 10 to 15, 
you're probably not going to have fun the other several hundred. Yeah. But I did uh, reinstall it on Steam. So I may give it another shot, but we shall see. But uh, I mean, real talk, the biggest one of the I was interested in cyberpunk from the get go. But the fact that they, they're putting daddy Keanu in it just makes me want to buy it that much more. Yeah, but like you said, you're once you're a fan, you're a fan. It takes quite a bit for you to not be a fan. Um, I mean, I still like Anthem, so that says it all. Yeah. But uh, that's your hot take. Anthem was a good game. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely controversial. I still like Anthem. Um, no, it was it was just marred by so many bad decisions. And like the first uh, tech demo was just a movie, pretty much. And we'll have not... to. We'll, we'll, <laughs> if we that's can't get into Anthem, episode. otherwise we're going to get into that's Anthem. Whole, and that's yeah. gonna, like that's, that's a whole a, episode. <laughs> Yeah, but we should definitely because they are still doing things with that. So maybe we should talk about that a little bit next time. Uh, yeah. So but. since we're wrapping up now, um, thank you for chilling for two hours ish. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, if you guys do want to follow us to keep in contact and find out, you know, we like to shit post or, you know, one of us here does. Uh, or you just want to just hang out and chat. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Um, my handle is Eridos JM. That's A E R I D A S J M. Um, I do plan on streaming again, uh, twitch.tv slash Eridos, A E R I D A S. And, uh, where can we find you, Garrick? Um, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, I plugged it earlier, but I'll plug it again real quick. You can find me on Twitch uh, at I am buttons. That's twitch.tv forward slash I am buttons. Um, if you look it up, you should be able to find me. The only difference is there instead of an O, there's a zero. That's the only important thing to remember about it. You can also find me on Twitter, which is where I live social media wise um, at I am still buttons because some jerkwad made an account with the other handle. So I couldn't use it. Um, also, if you are interested in following future updates about episodes, uh, gaming news that we're going to want to talk about outside of the podcast, uh, you know, just tidbits here and there, you can follow us at the Dungeon Q on Twitter. Cool. So thanks again, guys, for listening. Uh, we shall see you next week. Have a good night. <laughs>